coming out this year. Some called it slumpflation. Uh, inflump was another one that circulated, but most famously was stagflation. It exposed American companies as uncompetitive. Many companies had gotten fat and lazy during the golden age of American business. We just didn't see the seams starting to come apart until the late 60s, early 70s. Friedman and his Chicago colleagues argued that companies were taking on too many social responsibilities, providing jobs, helping to fight pollution, and end discrimination. It was inefficient. We saw enormous amounts of waste going on. Economist Mike Jensen was a student of Friedman's, and he co-wrote the most cited business paper ever. Shareholders suffered, he wrote, because executives were selfish. They wanted perks. You can't ignore the self-interest of everybody that's involved, and you can't assume that firms maximize profits. CEOs feathering their nests. Now, some of us of a certain vintage recall the 80s film Wall Street. It stars a rather obnoxious shareholder, Gordon Gekko. Here, talking to other shareholders. You are all being royally screwed over by these, these bureaucrats with their, their steak lunches, their hunting and fishing trips, their, their corporate jets and golden parachutes. Now, if you listen closely, Gordon Gecko was channeling his inner University of Chicago, Mike Jensen. If you shape up executives, you shape up companies, and shareholders win. Quite often, something that's significantly new and right, or basically right, is rejected by the profession because it's too new. But that all went away eventually. It caught on. It stuck. Jensen went on to become a superstar prof at Harvard Business School, where his ideas went mainstream. David Langstaff was an MBA student then, before going on to run companies in national defense. The dominant and the accepted understanding at the time, which continues, is that business is there to make a profit for shareholders, period. So, into the 80s echo chamber, along with big hair and new coke, went three business words. Maximize shareholder value. Mike Jensen may not have used those words, but that's how his ideas got applied by a whole generation of leaders, says Roger Martin. He's former management dean at the University of Toronto. There was an obsession with shareholder value maximization as manifested in meeting your quarterly earnings so the analysts are all happy with you. How happy? Stocks soared 12-fold in the 80s and 90s. For every $1 in profits, 80 cents went to shareholders through dividends and what are called buybacks. Which brings us to the rub. A fast way to fast profits is cutting jobs. Rick Wartzman of the Drucker Institute says what began to erode at this time is what he calls the corporate social contract. That basically said if you come to work every day and you work hard, and you give the corporation a measure of loyalty, we in turn will take care of you, often for the rest of your life. Um, all that changed. Wages flattened. Pensions and health care benefits eroded. This idea of maximizing shoulder value is an important reason why all that happened. There are other reasons. The rise of technology, globalization, the decline of unions. But I'd put it right up there with any of those other factors. To many, the relevant case study here is General Electric in the 1980s, run by an old college hockey captain named Jack Welch. Now, GE in the 50s, like many companies then, made explicit that workers and research came first, shareholders last. But under Welch, it downsized more than 100,000 workers in five years, one of his strategies being to dump the lowest 10% of performers. 
Here's Welch at the MIT Sloan School of Business in 2005. Okay, you know exactly who the turkeys are. <laughs> and they're right amongst you. Baseball teams do it every day. It's the way it is. Why should business not have cuts? Welch cut entire divisions and plants. He famously demanded that his managers fix it, sell it, or close it. A lot of people initially were a little bit alarmed. Nicholas Heyman of the investment bank William Blair is a long, long-time GE analyst, going all the way back to the 80s. He spoke by phone. GE's actions spawned a lot more similar type of aggressive cost restructuring across industrial America in the late 80s and throughout the 90s. Fair or not, Welch became the face of maximizing shareholder value, its winners and its losers. In his two decades at the helm, GE met Wall Street expectations almost every single quarter. A $14 billion company became a more than $400 billion behemoth. Welch himself made nearly a billion...